Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hi, welcome to another episode of Hit the Bucket. For those who don't know me, I'm Jimmy Navio. I'll bring on uh, the rest of the folks here in a second, but per usual, I like to remind you guys that uh, if you're listening out there on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, hitthebucket.com, friendly reminder, this is being recorded live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. If you want to come participate in future podcasts, come join us. Come say hi. Also, don't forget, uh, we do put these up on YouTube. And this is, I, honestly, this is an episode you're probably going to want to see. It's going to be awesome if you're listening, but it's going to be even more awesome if you watch it. Trust me. That's all I'm going to say. Go check it out. Also, friendly reminder, if you want to hit us up uh, for any future guest opportunities, promotional deals, anything like that, we do have an email now. It is hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we got the new Hit the Bucket shirt sweatshirt we got some merch up for the official hit the bucket logo so go check that out as well i am super excited this week for our guest it was kind of it was very last minute and i'm super glad that we were able to pull this together because uh my editor frost was like hey i found this guy we got to get him on the podcast you're that's all he said he was he sent me a link he's like you got to check this out you got to see this guy we got to get him on the show and once I checked it out, I was like, oh, yeah, this we, we got to make this happen ASAP. And luckily, we didn't have a guest yet for this week. So uh, I think I've hyped him up enough. I'm super excited to bring him on. I'm going to go ahead and switch over here. And uh, my co-host, James28, is with me. And then our guest for the evening is Mr. Larry IRL. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. If you guys want to unmute yourselves... There we go. How's it going? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm here too. You yes. are here. How's it going, man? You having a good night? Or I'm, I get no. It's like one in the afternoon there, right? Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm doing good. Yes, and you and yourself, you're well. I yeah. Had a good day at work. The weather's beautiful here in California. James, oh. how's the weather there? Uh, bleak and dreary, about uh, 40 <laughs> degrees outside, and I gotta wear like three layers of clothing. But other than that, when the sunlight peeks through the clouds, it's beautiful. It's yeah. wonderful. And uh, for those who don't know, Larry IRL, he dwells from uh, that big rock in the ocean down there, down in Australia, down under. Yeah, that's right. That's me. He's fighting. He's the fight- made up land of Australia. <laughs> it's not real. Just like, uh, no, it's we're very all, real. We're all paid actors. Everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch out for those drop bears, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I know. I know. I know some of your lore. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I said, Larry, how how long have you been streaming? Because I, you, you're fairly new to Twitch, right? Uh yes, yes, this is true. Um, not, not very long. Um, probably, uh, I don't probably like four months, I'd say four months. Ooh. That sounds about right. Uh, that's really young. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, up until recently, I didn't even, I didn't even know what Twitch was. Um, I, I did. I mean, I'd heard of it, of course. Um, but, uh, besides knowing that it was like a live streaming platform for, for gaming and stuff like that. 
and other content i didn't i didn't really i didn't really visit it or know it or anything so it's all still very fresh and new to me but i really so far i've really been enjoying it well you say you've been enjoying it what's your what's your favorite part of twitch compared to like youtube or other media platforms uh well definitely definitely the live interaction that part of it i think it's it's really unique it's still still i think really unique in in media in general this whole concept of interacting with people in real time is something that's new and exciting and i think i i really love it i don't know about everyone else but i, I find it exciting I, I, it's pretty impressive that it's only been four months because in those four months I feel like uh, you know I like I said I was told about your uh, your stream from frost and he was like check this guy out and I went and checked it out and uh, frosty yeah yeah you've right. you've already got like you've got those connections you've got momentum you've uh, already got like a decent amount of viewers and followers like you're I, he was like he's growing pretty fast it was I I I was not expecting you to say that you've only been streaming for four months. That's pretty awesome. Well, um, I'm pretty great. I'm not going to lie. But, um, <laughs> oh, humble as know, well, huh? No, but uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I really took a liking to it. And I do, I do put a lot of work and a lot of effort into things. But um, I feel like it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I connect with people on some level i think and that really helps and mm -hmm. absolutely and i try to i try to do my best to you know i'm constantly trying to improve on things trying to come up with new things um and i feel like that shows shows in the content that i produce and hopefully um people can you know get something out of that and i feel i feel like that's that's part of what how what how i've got to where i am right now not that I've got very far, but you know what I mean, right? Um, so before Twitch, though, because a lot of the people that we have on the podcast, you know, they're they're Twitch streamers. But mm -hmm. one of my goals is to kind of bridge the gap between Twitch and and who you are. So, uh, you know, you gave me a little you gave me some details and there's a few details in there that I was really interested in. Uh, so I wanted to get a little deeper into some of that stuff, if you don't mind. Um, no, not at all. No, go. You said I enjoy creative pursuits, food, travel, music, and meeting people. Uh, the one that stood out to me the most is travel. So I wanted oh, to. Oh, okay. I wanted to. That's kinda... the one I was hoping we weren't going to bring up. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh... You enjoy travel or is that because you hope to travel more or do you have, have you been, have you done a lot of travel? Uh, yes. And yes. Um, so I, tra I traveled a lot when I was younger, right? Uh, back in, back in my wee, my little Larry days. Little um, Larry. <laughs> yeah, back when I was a wee sock puppet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did a lot of traveling. My dad, my dad works overseas. He works on boats and, um, because of that, I got to travel and visit him a lot when I was younger. Um, so I got to, I got to visit a lot of places, but also because I was so young, right? So being young, you don't appreciate the experiences that you get from visiting these great places. And so it's something I definitely want to do more of in the future. But, um, you know, just life gets in the way and all that. So, um, but yeah, I still try and get around as when I can. And um, 
there's still so many places out there to explore and I, I just love it all I love the culture I love learning about the places um, I, I just I love that aspect of travel just the finding the little hidden nooks in in places when you go visit uh, the locals getting to know the locals and just getting away from the whole big touristy thing and yeah I, I enjoy that aspect of travel awesome do so in your travels as a kid I know, I know. You said you were a lot younger, but was there like a specific place that really stood out to you that, like, even today you're like, "Wow, I remember that!" Like, and and I I hope to someday go back there. Um, I mean, maybe uh, there were there's a there's a, two or three I think that stick out the most. Uh, the first one was when I was very young. I was only six. Um. And they, we went to Disneyland and we did Disney World and, you know, we did the whole, the whole, you know, big thing. And it was funny, right? Because before this, I didn't even know what Disneyland or Disney World was. So they're like, hey, we're going here. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Sweet. That sounds fun. Let's do it. And um, then I got there. I was like, oh, okay. Now I see. Now <laughs> I, I, I get it. This is America. <laughs> this is yeah, this is America. <laughs> Wait, you said Disneyland back. and Disney World? Do you went to both? Yeah, 100% both. Uh, we did it both in like way too short a time. Yeah, but, I was going to um, say they're on the opposite sides of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I have um, some distant family that were that live in South Florida. I don't know where, but they're there somewhere. And um, I've also got uh, my dad travels a lot as well. And uh, we we did we made it a big deal, like a kind of a reunion, and uh, get to see everyone and go to these places together. So it's nice, and that was kind of a big big thing for me because it left an impression. Being such a young a young boy in the big land of America, so I think that was the first one. Nice. Uh, beyond that, uh, I also went to Amsterdam when I was a bit older. Uh, and that was great for the obvious reasons. I was 16 <laughs> at the time. Oh, there you go. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you're 16 in Amsterdam, anything goes, right? Right. So I had a great, mm-hmm. I had a great time. That was, I mean, without going into too much detail, that was pretty great. <laughs> Say but no I, more. I, I, I think we pick up what you're laying down. Yeah, we but, can uh, but, a lot. But, yeah, right. There's a, but another thing I liked about Amsterdam was, and it's the same, um, I mean, I was going to bring up this one next, but Vegas is another good example of this. Yeah. But the thing I love about these two places, they're, they're famous for the reasons that we all know of. Debauchery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, but they're famous for these reasons. But then there's also so much more to them, and it brings me back to the culture part. Uh, they've got all these great places, landmarks, uh, little hidden oases, um, just these really cool things that uh, beyond all the touristy bullshit, you, they have these really great things. And I've got, I've got one example. Um, oh, that's not a good example. Oh, you already said it now. <laughs> okay, well, this, I mean, it's a good example, but it's in a different place, so it sure. doesn't really make sense. I, um, oh, wow, I'm rambling now. Do it. Uh, we want to know. We went. I, I, lived, I lived in Barcelona. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, okay. Uh, for a good 10 months. And I was a bit older by this time. 
I was 18. And so fun, fun, fun. Living in Barcelona. Uh, first time really, I mean, really living out of home. And I chose to go to a country where I didn't speak the language and I didn't know, didn't have a job, uh, didn't have anything, uh, but it was still great. And um, I met up with some people, I eventually got a job uh, working on the docks in a similar sort of job that my dad does. Um, and I uh, got invited out to go, go to this club and I'm like, sweet, this sounds great. I, I like clubs, I like going out, I yeah. like people, you know, tick, tick, tick. Um, and then I got there and they're like, just meet us, meet us here at this taco, taco bell kind of taco restaurant thing. I'm like, sweet. All right. I got there and I messaged them. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm here. Where are you? I'm standing out front and, uh, nothing. They said, Oh yeah, we're right here with you. you. You should be able to see us. I'm like, no, I don't. There's like one creepy old guy in the corner. <laughs> the counter. That's it. I'm like, I, I must be at the wrong place. I sent them the address and they're like, no, 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 this is it. Go downstairs. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Keep going. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, so I went to the back of this dingy taco restaurant uh, and I get to the back and it looks like a toilet. I'm like, this, this is, <laughs> I, I, I need to reassess my, my um, priorities, my life choices here. And then I get there and there's a bouncer standing like guarding this, what looks like a toilet. I'm like, oh, okay. And they asked me for ID. I said, sweet. I got some of that. Gave him that. And uh, then we just went down this dark sta- staircase. He led me down. Um, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> as, as many people would think as they descend down a dark staircase. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I was just going to roll with it. I got this far, you know. You only get to do these things once. I've so seen down- I've seen the movie Hostel. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, it, but it was amazing. It was amazing. It opened up and it was this beautiful like jazz club, and uh, there's people just like doing the Amsterdam thing on these big couches. Uh, there's this music playing. It was great. It was this real chill, real amazing atmosphere, and we could eat tacos if we wanted to because there was a taco joint upstairs. And it was just great. And I just, I, I loved that. I thought that was the most amazing thing I could ever experience. And uh, it was just, that's, that's what I look for now. Whenever I go anywhere, whenever I travel, that's what I, that's what I try, try and find. Those, those unknown little back corner spots that only locals probably know about. That's pretty cool. Mm, you yeah. got to be told by a person that was told by someone else. Yeah, I, I, I never would have found that place otherwise. And right. it was just so amazing. So what about... Uh, what about food? You mentioned food, too. Are you a foodie? Do you like just trying anything? Is there a specific category or, like, country? Or, you know what, like, when you talk about food, take take me on that journey a little bit. Uh, I mean, I just love food. Um, it's a very good reason. Yeah, I, I thought so. And I love food in general. And um, so I and I do. I try a part of the travel thing, experiencing the culture. I just I like trying new things. Um, and I feel like just food is a great way to get a sense of a culture. A lot of cultures have very specific foods and um, it's a great way. Another great way to get to know the locals. It's just, 
I think that's that's part of the reason why I like it. And I just like to eat. I mean, who doesn't like to eat, right? If you don't who like to eat, I don't want I don't want to be your friend. So you mentioned here that you play guitar. Oh yes. Is that uh is that something you say you're pretty proficient at? Is this a new hobby or have you been doing that for a long time? No, uh that I started that um way 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 back in my in my youth. Uh my dad is he also plays guitar. He's a big big influence on my life. Um and yeah, I've been playing uh since as since as far back as I can remember. Um and music has been a big part of my life. I thought the this is a funny story. I just told this the other day. Um and so when I was younger, music is a big part of my life. I always thought I was just going to be a famous musician. That was my goal. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. As as many kids do. And um so I was like, "Oh, yeah, sweet. I'm great at the guitar. Probably going to be famous by the time I'm 14." Um uh, we, we all thought that, right? Right. World renowned. And uh, but yeah, you know, the years went on and school, I had to do school. Mum and dad made sure I was always at school. Uh, and um, I got I got to about uh, I think it was 18 and I'm like, that's it. You know, I've missed my shot. I'm too old now. I'm too old. to. <laughs> you can't once you've once you, I've passed that past that point. And uh, so, yeah, now and I, I just kind of gave up on that. Well, not really gave up. I mean, I still did music and bands and things, but in my mind, that was it. Like I'm, I'm too old to be a famous uh, musician now. So um, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Uh, this my mindset at the time, and I, I revisited that recently, and I just, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, eventually on one of your streams, we we're gonna have to see you play. Uh, we, I want to see Larry IRL play some guitar, get a little ukulele yeah, or something going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That I mean, that's something I'd love to do. Um, eventually I, I do i would plan to do that eventually but um i just i don't know why i haven't done it up until now i just um i'm just enjoying what i'm doing i guess mm-hmm. absolutely yeah speaking of what you're doing when you listed like all of your jobs i <laughs> was like that was that surprised the crap out of me you already mentioned that you were a deckhand and an engineer for private super yachts so uh yeah how how did that happen? What is like explain that to me? Because uh, okay, I, I okay. so real quick, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but there's a show called Below Deck. Was it similar to that? Have you ever heard of that show? I have I have heard of the show, and uh, I've not seen it though. But uh, I would imagine so. Yes, because I I love that show. So if it's anything like oh, that, great. like I I would love to hear some of that. I I hundred percent I hundred percent get why people did like that show um yeah so it's very similar you're working for these people that are insanely rich like these are the kind of people that make the people on forbes magazine look like you know drops in the water um oil tycoons yeah monopolies just like russian oligarchs and drug runners you know the (laughs) the kind of people you don't fuck with right right (laughs) yeah and uh so ridiculous money like for example uh, my first, I think it was the first week working as a deckhand on one of these boats and, uh, the, the owner of the boat came on board and they were like, Oh, by the way, we want 
we want you to go get us an elephant or some shit like that. I think <laughs> it was like an elephant or a horse or something, something crazy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh yeah, cool. And I was looking around at these people like, are you serious? Like an elephant? <laughs> well, how am uh, I supposed okay. to find an elephant? <laughs> and But that's the kind of thing. Just last minute, you have to go get this shit and uh, no questions asked, right? Right. Uh, yeah, as long as you get paid, do that whatever kind of, Yeah, that kind of p- paints the picture for you, right? Um, but again, that's, uh, my dad has been working in that industry. I'm not sure how he got into it. Probably some illegal shit. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's been working in that industry for a while. And... Um, and so through that, you know, I decided to move overseas and be a hero. And then dad's like, you need a job, right? I'm like, yeah, I do. And he got me a job, which was kind of him. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, but from there, once you're kind of in the industry, you get to know people. It's, it's pretty easy to go from there. So from what I understand, uh, if it's anything like Below Deck, the, the tips are pretty insane, right? Yes, yes. I mean, the pay is pretty great as well, but um, you do work hard. I mean, you're on call. You're basically working 16 hour days and you live on the boat most of the time. Uh, you know, close quarters, uh, you don't. So you, you work for the money, but yes, the tips, sometimes you get a lot of celebrities that will charter the boats. So you get to meet famous people and uh, and they will, you know, throw crazy tips at people if they like you. But you know, it helps if you're attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how can you how can you not like, like Larry? In life. <laughs> rule yeah. one: be attractive. Rule two: don't be unattractive. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, pretty yeah something much. like that. Fight club. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're also a programmer, computer yeah. technician slash software programmer. So have you done that as a profession, or is that more of a hobby thing? Or it was it was more of a hobby. And then it became a profession as as years went on, I guess. Uh, it's something I've kind of done as a hobby for a few years. And then um, and then as I kind of, uh, I was working as uh, at a warehouse supervisor at this company and I was doing a lot of tech for them. I ended up, I was hired as in the warehouse, but um, I ended up becoming their tech guy because they were kind of useless and... Um, but they, they went out, they, I was doing the programming thing on the side and they ended up, uh, the owner, I think, I don't know the full story, but I think he kind of put, invested in too many different things, you know, and uh, ended up putting the company under, the company uh, went oh, into administration fantastic. and mm-hmm. liquidated everything. So I was out of work, but I'd been doing this programming and I've kind of built up a, a list of friends and things like that. And I just started doing it on my own. And then from there, I uh, I guess I just kept going with that. Hmm. Out of necessity, I think, more than anything. Right. So you, do you do it like uh, you do like kind of contract work on the side as well then? or? Yeah, it's, it's predominantly like freelance contract work. Uh, but I've got a few, a few different companies and people that I work for on a regular basis. But uh, it's all managed by myself. Mm-hmm. Nice. So very well accomplished. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, I tried. Yeah. That, I mean, the one thing I noticed about your list is like, it's so diverse, like all the different things you've done. I feel like 
almost like you're a jack of all trades. I think you were mentioning in our in our group chat, you were saying that like, you know, once I decide I'm going to do something, I just do it. Like, yeah. Is that it's always been that way? Do you feel like that's something that you've cultivated in yourself or I mean, is that something you learned from like were you raised that way by your parents or I I feel like yeah, um I honestly I don't know. I don't know the answer, but uh it is it is something like when I I get something in my mind and I just I have to do it and and I just don't stop until I until I achieve it. I guess um, it's just the way I, I guess I've always been. I don't know what instilled that in me, but it's just something. Like I said, I'll for like Twitch, for example. One day I decided, I, I well, I came across Twitch. I was like, oh, I love this. I want to do that. And I think the, uh, that was like on a Friday, and the Monday I was streaming. And so it's just this this how I've always done things nice did i did i see you mention that you did pizza delivery as well for a while uh i no my first job i started working pretty young i was 14 uh and you needed to have like a note from your parents to say you were allowed to work and i got a job at the pizza place but i was a bit young to be doing the delivering but um yeah that that was shit i didn't like that at all but um you know free pizza (laughs) you definitely can't complain about free pizza so as far as uh you mentioned uh, board games and uh and D &D. i love it yeah yeah anything anything gaming related but D D is a big big hobby of mine big passion i actually when i started twitch i wanted to do like uh the the idea that popped into my mind, I wanted to do like a D and D show, and I was gonna DM, but I just didn't have enough friends, right? Just <laughs> yeah. not, so like I thought, well, that, there goes that idea. Um, but uh, and then and then I thought, well, I still want to do this Twitch thing, and gaming is something that I had access to. I had access to a camera, and I just um, so I sat down and did that. But I, I love D and watch I watch a show called Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Um, Very familiar. Is, I think that. we're both familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, great! It's awesome. We're best friends now. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do a campaign. Oh, I mean, I'm down. Let's do it. Do it. I mean, PM me, bro. <laughs> have, have my people. Have my people contact your people. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, I know there's other shows. There's other D and D shows out there. Um, I saw a really great one at PAX this year, a great Aussie D&D uh, live show, which was great. Um, but Critical Role, I just there's something about the people. I really enjoy their personalities. Um, and just they seem like genuine, really great people. That um, And and the, just everything about it. I, I like the whole encompassing thing of that show. So I really get a lot out of that. Yeah, I've always wanted to... Uh, I've I've... I've DM'd like once and I don't think we ever even finished the campaign. It's always, it's something I've always wanted to do more of for sure. But I've I've just like you said, it, it's a matter of time and having the right group of friends that are willing to like cuz you have yeah. to you got to schedule it, right? Like you have to if you don't if you're not like motivated enough and consistent enough to like, you know, say once a week at this time we're going to do it, like, you know, it 
every time I've tried to do it, it eventually just kind of like falls off because people don't like take it seriously enough or whatever. Yeah, yeah people like that's... miss a week here and there, then other people start missing weeks together. Then people are just like, eh, we don't have the time for it anymore. And then you just stop doing it. It's, it's hard enough to get people to like meet up for coffee, let alone a weekly game of D&D, right? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, man, I mean, it sounds like you've had a pretty, oh, there was one more that I wanted to ask you about before we move on yeah. to some other stuff. Okay. You mentioned here a vending machine business. How in the hell do you, does that happen? <laughs> like what? <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, very I, curious about that. I guess that's like uh, another one of those things. I was like, hey, that looks cool. Let's do that. Um, so, oh, I don't even know the answer to this question. Um, I, it was about two or three years ago, and uh, I, I, I hung out at this music store a lot, and they kind of hated me there because I just go in and play guitar all the time and bug them. And they got never buy got a guitar. This, yeah, never buy it, right? <laughs> no. Um, and they would like uh, they the vend- they got a vending machine there eventually one day. I was like, oh sweet, that's cool, that's new. Um, way to go, guys, changing up the scene and stuff. And then. I noticed there was a the machine was broken and had a number on it, and um, I rang the guy because it stole my money. And um, <laughs> nice, yeah. And he said, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be down there soon." Blah blah blah. And and he came down, and uh, I ended up getting into a conversation with him. He mentioned that he was selling his a few of his machines, and uh, I just said, "Well, hey, you know, I'll take them," and I did. And uh, it kind of just went from there. And I eventually got a few more machines. Uh, I got some claw machines, got some candy machines. And before I knew it, I had like 30 machines or something like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And it's great because I thought, wow, this is great. You know, I just set up these machines and they just make me money. It's just like free money almost, right? Mm-hmm. So other than so other than maintenance, right? So once you set them up, you just go and you empty them out every once in a while, or yeah. I mean, the hardest part with vending machines is finding the location and uh, securing that, securing a contract. But um, mm-hmm. from there, once you've secured the location, um, it's really just maintenance and restocking and stuff like that. But you do get a lot of call outs for people like, "Hey, you stole my money," and a lot of the time it's not real, but. It's fine, you know. I'm a pretty, pretty intimidating guy, so <laughs> yeah, I just, they don't mess with me much once I'm there. I can see those eyes probably strike fear in the hearts of many a scammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> not as many disputes as one might think. So, how do you? So, you said restocking. Do you? So, I imagine you have to buy the machines from somewhere, but I'm. You also have to have uh sources right for whatever you're going to be stocking them with as far as like whether it's food or toys or whatever i'm sure you have to like learn like because people are really i've noticed when it comes to like finding a good distributor of something a lot of people are very close you know close-lipped about that like they don't want that's kind of a trade secret like if they find a really good distributor they don't want other people to know about it right uh yeah it it wasn't like that at all Um, oh really so so for me, uh, being the you know the business genius that I was, I was like, hey, we just stock up from Woolies, right? From Woolworths. And, oh, uh, really? 
the supermarkets. I was just in the supermarket, just filling trolleys full of full of candy and shit. And I'm like, this isn't gonna work, right? This isn't gonna last. And the lady behind the checkout's like, hey, vending machine, right? I'm like, yeah. Um, so eventually, I realized you could get wholesale. I found the wholesale mm-hmm. place. Nice. And uh, most of them really just stocked because I was mainly dealing in candy, and most of them stocked majority of what I needed. Um, in terms of the the like the claw machines, you could just order that shit off eBay. You could just get stuff in bulk. It was pretty easy. And those ones you didn't really normally most of the time you didn't restock as often, so it it wasn't it wasn't that hard. Hmm. So with the claw machines, is it true that you can set the difficulty on them so every once in a while? Like- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I would loosen those screws. You know, if too many wins that week, just loosen that shit up. And- <laughs> I'm going to call you Shady Larry. Just going one day up the odds abyss of people are like, oh, you can actually win something. Go back next week super low yeah right like, yeah just every now and then i'd let week. let a few wins go like oh there you go kids nice no i mean my my machines were pretty cheap right i i cheaped out so i didn't have like a digital thing which i could adjust the difficulty but i would just mm-hmm. get in there and just be like loosen this one listen that should be good and then we're good to go right yeah i i watched a whole documentary once about how like you know vending machines and little like quarter machines and stuff. And this there's, I guess in, I think it was, a, I think the documentary was about a guy in New York or New Jersey. And he was like one of the last ones who was still like going all over town and restocking all of his like, wow, yeah. I, I, I guess in some parts of the world, it's a dying industry, but claw machines, I still see those all over the place. So mm-hmm. Japan, Japan is the place to uh, go. Oh yeah. They're huge over there. Yeah. There's a- yeah. I've seen a guys, a couple of guys on Twitch. They actually just like stream playing vending machines, wow, like the okay. games, because there's a few services out there where you can just like go in on your computer and then play these claw machines, and then they'll mail you the prize if you win it. What? Okay. Yeah, Gator Pete was playing one of those. I forget the name of the he site. Won. We'll probably have to look it up, but uh, that yeah. So. I get yeah in in Japan I've seen don't they even have like vending machines that like for smartphones and stuff like you can straight yeah. up they have vending oh, machines yeah. you can buy everything anything, think you of. can win anything from a vending machine over there like like you know women like whatever <laughs> uh, yeah they have like used panty machines <laughs> oh, no creepy weird ass shit yeah uh, I saw one I saw one they they like a whole car you could, it was a vending machine for what? a smart for a smart car they just had one car. And you could like put your credit card in and buy a car. That's outrageous. They have, uh, there's a, I saw a documentary recently and it had, uh, they were going around to vending machines and they had this, this building and it was like six or seven levels and it was just all different machines like that. Wow. They love it over there. Mm hmm. Well, man, that's crazy. So, are, are most of your vending machines? I I imagine they're in Australia. Then, do you have any abroad or? Oh no 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 no! I just yeah, I just had a few locally. Um, I I ended up getting a friend of mine. I um ended up employing him to help me take care of them because I got uh once once we were up around the the maximum amount that I had, which was about twenty twenty eight machines or something like that. Um. I need. I couldn't do it anymore. It was getting a bit much, but um, 
uh, yeah, nothing abroad or anything like that. And this was, this was when I was living in Queensland um, and I was trying to manage it. I moved to Melbourne recently, which is the bottom of Australia. And um, this uh, from the eastern up the top to the bottom. So it's quite a move. And I was trying to manage it from down here, but it just wasn't working. So sure. I'm not doing that anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that your 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 ones up north, you just sold them off or got rid of them or what? Yeah. Well, actually, to the guy that was working with me, he um he ended up just buying out the rest from me. Nice. Yeah. I might have to. I have to ask you about that. What about arcade machines? Have you ever like looked into those at all? Because that's always something I've I've always wanted to like bring back arcade machines. And I've heard that there's people who like it's a similar thing, right? You own the machines, but you just put them in the businesses, and then you maintenance them and stuff. But yeah. I, have you ever done anything with those, or is it mostly just not not arcade? Uh, I assume it's the same similar kind of thing. Uh, there's two ways you can do it, right? Uh, the one is the way you mentioned with um, um, um. Uh, you can just like uh, set up your own machine in the in the location and you can handle all the restocking and the maintenance. But you can also lease machines to people or they lease them from you and they handle all the restocking and things like that themselves. Right. So there's two ways you can do it. Ah, that's so interesting. I don't know. It, it it's definitely. I've looked into it a couple times, and I'm like, ah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'd have Especially. the time to. It, yeah, that's it's really issue. just like I said, getting the location. That's the hardest bit. But from there, once it's established, uh, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those passive income activities. It's just yeah. getting into it and starting it is usually the hardest part. Because once you have exactly. people that you know are willing to do it with you, then you're already in. I guess I was lucky in the sense that. Um, when I when I spoke to that guy and I I ended up buying the machines off him initially, he uh he already had he didn't have many he had like four or five, but um he had the location set up and there was still time on the contracts, so I was kind of already in the door, but mm-hmm. I did I did find it really challenging from there to try and go out and just talk to people and I mean how do you even approach people about that, um, and so I. Uh, I, it, it was it was definitely difficult. I did eventually start advertising out, and I and that helped bring people to me, which was easier. The conversation's easier if they come looking in the first place. But um, approaching people was definitely something new to me, and it was it wasn't easy. Sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I, I'm sure that at the very beginning, it's probably a bit tricky. Hmm. Now you got hmm. me. Now you got me thinking about yeah. things. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my own anytime, vending machine. <laughs> anytime, my friend, you, if you want to talk about machines, it, I'm practically a professional now. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, before we we usually do a, a few quick fire questions. We have a little list of questions that are just kind of fun, thought provoking questions. But before I did that, I wanted to switch to our media view here and play Ooh. a clip that I really okay. liked of yours. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, I, uh, to preempt this, I guess <laughs> some, <laughs> somebody asked you an interesting question and you had a, a really fun response. So I thought I would play this clip. It's a little quiet. I've got it turned up all the way. But uh, just to give you an I- idea of what you guys can expect, if you go check out twitch.tv forward slash Larry IRL, uh, it's, it's fun stuff. So here you go. I'm just going gonna, gonna to play this little clip here. Um, um, um. 
One of these days, got to explain how you are a Muppet. How are you? What do you mean, how are you a Muppet? I was born that way. You mean like, are we having the talk now? Do you need to know how babies are made? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. mommy and daddy love each other very much. They do the sex, and then babies are born. He puts his, he puts his winky in your mama's vajayjay. <laughs> vajayjay. And then, you know, they do, that's, that's kind of how it happens, right? I mean, I feel like I'm not the right person to be telling you this, but <laughs> I'm actually a little bit concerned. It's all right, friends. All right, cool. Sorry. Excuse <laughs> me from that, that bit of divergence we did then, but you know, sometimes you need to educate the people, right? <laughs> it's a good clip. I completely, I completely forgot about that until until we we were talking about it earlier. That that uh, made my that made me smile to the point where my cheeks hurt. I, I love when you're like, I feel like I'm not the right person <laughs> to be talking well, to right. you about this. I mean, come on, man. Uh, it's so good. I, I I definitely giggled my ass off, and it was a little quiet. We'll turn that up in the editing. We'll uh, okay. make sure that everyone out there can hear that. But it it was just so like I don't know. You just you took the time to break away from what you were doing and have a heart well, to heart with this person who wanted to know where you know, did you, where like, did you come from? <laughs> I feel like somebody needs to do it, right? Obviously, obviously they're not getting the education elsewhere. So you're doing I a public still, service to that. society. Obviously, yeah, their you're parents just helping the man learn. Yeah, exactly. I try. I, I'm a people man, right? I try to help the people. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um. So, when you first started Twitch, what would you say was your biggest challenge? Uh okay. Is this the quick fire round? Yes, we're going oh, straight shit. into right. it. Uh well, oh. yeah. I think the biggest challenge was just starting, right? I know that sounds a bit of a cliche. But uh, definitely starting. I, there was all these things I wanted to do. But um, the biggest challenge, and I think this will be the same for most people, is just get there, get on and start, right? You can, otherwise, you're just going to procrastinate forever. And um, so, yeah, starting, I think. I, I'm sorry if that's not a great answer, but yeah. No, I, I, I think that's true. Like, that you can always find a million reasons not to do something, right? Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, even looking even looking back now, uh, on I'm I know I've only been doing it for a short time, but even looking back now, I still cringe at some of the earlier stuff I did. But you know, it's it's just all part of the process, and mm-hmm. you're just yeah. finding your footing, finding your way out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, for a lot of people, they're just like they stream a, like they stream like they're like, oh, I'm gonna do this. They do it for a week or two. And then they really fall off. They're like, oh, maybe I don't want to stream today. I'll do it tomorrow. They keep telling themselves, oh, I'm going to do it the next day. And then they just yeah. stop doing it. And that, yeah, that's another part of that as well. You need to, you need to really, sometimes there's min days. I, I mean, I still have days like that all the time. But sometimes those days where you just go, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. And you start, you turn on the camera, you press go live. And they end up being some of the best, the best streams you have. So I just really encourage people to, just, just start, and um, you know it, it will all pan out from there. As long as you care about what you do, as long as you, um, you're, you're genuine, you're honest with people, 
I feel like those are important traits and it will definitely get you get you moving in the right direction. Nice. Couldn't be said yeah. better. Yeah, absolutely. You got to start somewhere. And like that you're not going to start day 1 and be ninja, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all part of the process. A lot of people don't know that like before ninja blew up with like Fortnite and everything like he's he's been doing it he's been doing online content and streaming and stuff for like almost 10 years like he's been doing wow. it for a long time so like you can't expect to just flip the switch and do it overnight but it, it is hard to take that first step for sure it's yeah. it's, it's going to be uh, it's the same for everybody everybody in the entertainment industry anybody that I've ever met you know they it's it's always like everyone sees the overnight success, but uh, there's always so many years uh, in preparation and they might not be exactly what they were doing right now when they became famous or whatever, but uh, it's all these things that all these things that led up to the point where they are today, uh, their life experiences and what whatever it may be. So yeah, I think starting is the best thing. Just mm-hmm. just hit that button, just do it. Do it. Nice. Let's see, James. Is there anything you want to ask? Any specific uh, ones you want to yeah, throw sure. at? Yeah. Well, you know, man of your status, a Muppet. You're very. <laughs> there's not a whole. You're a minority here on Twitch. So, what what kind of hurdles do you think that brought upon you trying to get onto this service? Uh I mean, hurdles. Uh, you know, it's. It's difficult, I guess. Uh, my eyes are made of ping pong balls, so that's always <laughs> that's always difficult. Um, I I I don't know exactly if it was one thing. Uh, I feel like I had the same hurdles as everyone else. Um, I know being a minority um, and a lot of people. I, actually, this is this is probably the biggest thing. Uh, so people look at my channel, and the first thing they see is a gimmick, and they're like, "Oh, it's a gimmick." Okay, and that's great in some cases because it gets people to click, they come over, but um, that's not what makes people stay, right? Mm-hmm. You can get you can get the clicks, um, but to get people to stay, you have to you have to do something more. Um, but from that, on the flip side, people see this gimmick and then they're like, "Well, you know, it's just a gimmick. Uh, I don't, I'm not interested. It's probably going to be shit." So there's a lot of negative thing. I, I've, I mean. In the short time I've been doing it, I already get like hate mail and things like that from people that say uh, like I don't deserve any of the recognition or success or I guess you could say success that I've got so far. So that's part of it. I think that's been challenging, but I guess it was expected as well. So, you know, you deal with it. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Some people are just like, some people are just assholes. I mean, I know, right? Yeah. Everyone will always find an excuse to like tear someone else down. They're like, yeah. "Oh, th- this guy's successful. I'm gonna make him feel like shit," right? Like, mm-hmm. misery misery loves company, right? No, if someone if someone feels like this guy doesn't deserve it, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock him down a peg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like cool, said, bro. With- yeah, like you said, with gimmicks. Like some people, they're like, "Oh, it's not your hard work and dedication that's making you like do this well. It's the gimmick." And then they think, exactly. "Oh, and if I had a gimmick, then I could be like this successful." 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, go for it, bro. You think you can do it better? Go ahead. <laughs> nice. Show me right now. That's what I say to them, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I encourage people to. I'm not. I'm not like owning what I'm doing. You know, they. If people can do it better, go ahead, do it better. You know, that's the only way I'm gonna learn. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, that. I mean, that's that's a really good attitude to have, especially on Twitch. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Larry IRL, why is New Zealand trash? <laughs> well, oh, where do I start? I've got a list. No, <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, I, I mean, I, I love to play into the whole, you know, the rivalry and stuff, but deep down, we still love each other. Australia and New Zealand, I think it's more of a, like a sarcastic banter thing that we do. But, um, you know, I'm jealous of the accent. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a good answer. But, no, it's, no yeah. it's, it's just a fun question. I like to see yeah. how people respond to uh, to a little controversy. Uh, you know, I um, what's that show? One of my favorite shows, actually. I'm, a, I'm really into, like, comedy and shows. And one of my favorite shows is uh, Flight so- of the Concords. Oh, yes. I love them. Love them so much. And they're from New Zealand, right? Yeah. 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 Great. Number four, New Zealand band, folk, New Zealand band. Although I will say, we talked about this before, as good as they are, they don't hold a, they don't hold a candle to Tim Minchin. Nah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Tim Minchin, in my opinion, is one of the greatest like creative comedy, like, entertainer musical like he's the full package i love to mention like I, I i agree he is a great great guy did you see did you see the talk he did uh at his university i think they i did wanted... yeah it's fantastic so great if you haven't seen it go watch it i don't know what it's called but oh it's so great yeah and he recently did a a farewell tour because he was living in the united states and like he decided he recently decided to move back and he did like one final like hurrah like farewell tour, and I got nice. to see him live in Santa Barbara, and oh, I got to jealous. meet him and take some pictures with him. And like he was probably one of the I you know with with famous people you never know like how they're gonna be when, like in person when you actually meet him. He he was legitimately one of the most genuine people I've like he he yeah. gave me his full attention, looked me like right in the eyes while I was talking to him, and like hung on every word that I had to say. And he was just like genuinely interested in me and like my story. And uh, it, it was, it was awesome. He's, he's a super cool dude along with being hilarious. Like his, that's, that's so great to hear. I'm glad that, you know, he lived up to the expectations, right? Because sometimes you meet these people that you might idolize and they let you down a bit. So it's really great to hear that he is exactly what you think he is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Larry. Yes. What's your favorite curse word? Oh, shit. Definitely shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say it a lot. Yeah. I think it just became my favorite by default. Um, it's just fun to say. It's kind of, you can shit and you can like, you can throw it out there like that. Give it a bit of a wind up. I don't know. It's fun. I like your emphasis on the T. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to emphasize the T. 
<laughs> so you know that whatever situation is, it's really shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not nice. a good one. Love it. So uh, I want to ask you this question, but you've done so many things. I'm, I okay. don't know. I don't know if you, one of these things may be, of, may be the answer to this question already. But like, let's say tomorrow you woke up and you were just amazing at something. Uh, anything like whatever, whatever profession it is like that. You're, you, you're now like a professional at it. You're, you can, you're the, one of the best in the world at it. If there was something other than what you've already done, is there a career or trait or profession? If you could wake up tomorrow and be a pro at it, what would that be? Oh, okay. Um, pause. Next next question. (laughs) No, uh, nothing. That is that's so hard to say. Um, you can't I've, just make I've, him choose. I've, yeah, you can't. There's too many options out there, right? Uh, I feel like uh, it's it's difficult for me for these reasons because I feel like anything that I really really want to pursue, I'm gonna do it anyway. But so I'm not saying that I'm great or I'm already there with anything. But um, yeah, I feel like. I don't I don't know if there's any one specific thing that's gonna gonna change anything that I'm doing already. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult to answer. You don't want to be the president of Australia? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to ask we're trying to get a realistic answer here, Jimmy. Come on now. I, I said if you could wake up and be good at anything. I mean uh, a professional professional eater would be pretty good. Mm. Ooh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty good because, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier. I enjoy food, but to do it professionally, and then and then travel, oh, that would be great. You can do like you can be a food critic, like food reviews. Oh yeah, and I could wear a cravat and everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Um. What else? What do you think, James? Anything on here? Uh, I don't think so. We touched on like so much. Um, I have one. Maybe this will be the last one, and then we do have uh, Jumbotron James to do after this. Oh, we do. Hopped up immediately before we started. Yeah, reminder. So with the whole yacht thing, that I mean, I'm I'm still super fascinated with that whole like super yacht, like working on the crew, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your time doing that, uh, if someone were to like, it's their first time ever getting on a yacht, ever like being part of a crew. If there were three like do's and don'ts of like the what like what are the mistakes that newbies make? If you were to give someone some advice, like some do's and don'ts for being on a yacht crew or being a part of a mega yacht like experience, do you have any advice I mean, you could give to someone trying to get into that you, world? The, I mean, you need you just need to be a yes man, really. I think you just, but in the same sense, also a bit of uh, I don't know if you've heard the term the gray man. So you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. But if you do, you just kind of, yes, 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 and go do it. Even if you can't do it or you don't know how, just say yes and then deal with the consequences later. 
But mm-hmm. um, because they, I mean, they will fire people if they're not good looking enough. They they very very snobby. I mean, that's that's not true about everyone. Some some of the people are really great and they actually socialize with the crew and stuff like that. But majority of the time, you're just you're just there to do a job. But um, yeah, it's not a very interesting answer. Sorry, but. No, uh, that that makes sense. I absolutely like I. The kind of money you're talking about, the kind of uh, just the attitude these people have, or the majority of them. I don't want to categorize, throw them all into the one thing, but yeah, I think they just have this this attitude towards life, and if you don't fit that, then you're not you're not gonna hang around. You're you're easily replaceable. Yeah, exactly. Expendable. Or each one. So maybe having that mindset going into it that like I just basically have to make this work and figure it out, otherwise they'll just hire someone else when we go to shore. Yeah, and- I mean that that makes it sound like it's not that fun though, right? Um, <laughs> it 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 was completely the opposite. Right? Uh, the owners are only actually usually on the boat for maybe two or three months tops out of the year, and then the rest of the time it's just you, the rest of the crew. So. For that time, I mean, depending on which boats you work on, but uh, one I worked on, we had, uh, it was, it, it had like a helicopter pad and all these jet skis and these different toys, like the little, um, what are they called? The things like you hold onto them and they're like a torpedo when you swim under the water. Um, oh, like yeah. You know what you're talking about and don't know the name. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's called a t- torpedo actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just things like that. So when they're not on board, we just pretended like we were the owners of the boats and like, yeah, come on board, come to jacuzzi with us and stuff like that. Especially like middle of Carnival. Uh, I hope my old boss isn't watching this, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was pretty great. Um, but then again, then there's other times, but we'd be respectful as well, right? We're not like trashing the ship. Yeah, but, you're just uh, maintaining the equipment. You got to make sure the jacuzzi works. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that that there's that side of it, and there's the travel. You get to travel a lot. You get paid well, um, and you get to meet a lot of cool people. There's definitely a community within that, with that in that kind of that work environment. Uh, so you get to know a lot of people. You, it's nice when you like you go out to sea, and then you come and you dock in a new place and you like wake up in the new place and then you'll see a friend you haven't seen in six months. And it's like, Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? Oh, Bob. Nice. And then you just, so it's pretty good. That side of it. Yeah. No, you're, you're making me want to run away from all of my responsibilities mm-hmm. and <laughs> join a crew. Just leave the, sh- just just, you feel like land. a pirate, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that that oh, sounds amazing. I I might get uh, crazy seasick, but is that is that ever an issue? Oh, there there it is. I'm a pirate now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. When you first started doing that, did you have any issues with like seasickness or anything, or did you take to it pretty easily? No, not really. I'm not I'm not one to get motion sickness. Um, but uh, I mean, most of these ships are pretty equipped with like. Uh, some sort of ballast or something that can balance the ship, so it doesn't really rock a lot anyway. Got it. They're pretty much online cruise liners, but private. Yeah. Very cool. All right, last question, uh, James. You 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 like this one? Do you want to ask it? 
Oh, which one is it? Oh, gotcha. Your room, desk, or car. Which do you clean first? <laughs> okay. Uh, room, desk, or car. Definitely the desk. I think I spend the most time at the desk. Uh, yeah, desk, desk is the winner there. No contest. Keep it pretty clean. What about yeah. after that? What's next on the list? Oh, I mean, I like to make my bed in the morning, but that's about the extent of my room cleaning. <laughs> I think I was probably mm. next. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Desk, desk, car, room. I think that's my answer. Desk, car, room. So car is second? Yeah, because mm. I feel like, well, see, I mean, it's just where I spend the most of my time. So I'm usually at my desk working. And if I'm not there, then I'm in the car going places. I don't sleep a lot. So, you know, I'm in my room like maybe six hours, if that. So it's not it's not a big deal. Nice. Hmm. I think it's one of the no, few that have, rank the, the room at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, is that not common? I think most people do like desk, room, then car. Or car yeah. comes first sometimes, but usually bed rooms not last. I feel like a car is... Uh, a lot of people judge you by your car. I know that's wrong, but I, I mean, it's I true people. though. Yeah, like yeah. if if a car rolls up and it's just got like a like three layers of bug guts and dust on it, you're yeah, like, no, oh, who, nobody, who's this nobody cat? sees my room, right? They don't right. need to see that shit. exactly. So, yeah, it's like they're not gonna even people come visit. They're not gonna hang out in my room. Exactly right. So I mean, I, that's just where I can lay back and be a slob and just be me, right? Just watch watch my movies in the bed, eat food. No, I try not to eat in my bed. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Talking about eating in your bed reminds me. There was oh, no. one there was one time when Lady Navio and I uh had been uh having ourselves a wonderful evening and uh, we decided <laughs> right before we went home to get Taco Bell, as we as we often do when we've been drinking or out partying. And uh, I got a Crunchwrap Supreme, and we got we got in bed, and we opened up the Taco Bell bag, and I, I unwrapped my Crunchwrap Supreme, and I immediately fell asleep. <laughs> oh no! Okay. And I woke up in the morning, like laying on top of a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> oh man! Oh, drunk Jimmy made mistakes that night, but it was it was we laugh about it now. But uh, yeah. Future. That's a problem for future Jimmy. Too. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> future Jimmy can deal with the crunch wrap in his bed, right? Yeah. But uh wow, that's awesome, man. I feel like we've really we've really gotten to know you tonight. We've, we've bonded, right? I feel I like that know. too. I feel I feel so much closer to you. Uh all buds now. Quick to Rage seems to have also uh he is happy that you're here. Oh quick. Nice. Oh, yeah, I see I see everybody in the chat. Hello people. So what we're going to do now, it has officially been about an hour since we started. Uh, We have a segment on the show called Jumbotron James. People can submit messages for James to read live on the podcast. And uh, we had one submission this week. So James is going to go ahead and and read that. And then we'll take a short, uh, like, three to five minute break. And when we come back, as soon as we come back... We have a hot, fresh Chiefs beef for you guys. I know we didn't have one last week, so everyone's probably really anxious for some Chiefs beef. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be good. 
going to be fresh. It's going to be spicy. So, James, you go ahead and do your thing, and then we're going to take a short break after that. Mm-hmm. Gotta moisten the lips a little bit. <laughs> of course. This comes from that Bishop girl. I actually noticed uh, the person that Twitch Challenge describes was here a bit earlier. Not sure if he still stuck around, but support the mental health of active duty and veteran troops internationally by donating to Stack Up. They help through the power of gaming. On November 11th, join the 12-hour charity stream at twitch.tv forward slash ogremyguy. Or you can donate directly to www.stackup.org. Awesome. Sounds like a really good cause. Go check that out. Is it Ogre Magi or Magi? I'm not sure. Magi, Magi. <laughs> it's like there's the three Magi, but then it's like I hear Magi, so not quite sure. Yeah, uh, I definitely got to support our veterans. Awesome. Thank you for submitting that message. Um, we, like I said, we're going to take a short three to five minute break. Go hit the bucket, drink your drink, smoke your smoke, do what you got to do, and we'll be right back. And as soon as we come back from the break, we are going to be bringing you up, serving up some hot, fresh sheep's beef. If you guys just want to go ahead and mute yourselves, and uh, we'll be back in a few. You got it. All right. Thank you, guys. Stick around. All right. We're back at it, and we're going to jump right in to some hot, spicy sheep's beef. I hope you guys are ready. He, he got it done ahead of time. Usually it's like super last minute, but he was very proud of himself that he got the sheep's beef was prepared. He spent some extra time sauteing the beef, marinating the beef, slow cooking the beef. So uh, I'm going to bring the other guys back on here and we're going to jump right into the beef. So if you guys want to unmute yourselves. And uh, so generally what we do is we'll do one, two, three, go, and we'll all hit play on go so do y'all have the beef up i do i don't where's where's the beef oh it it was uh he he shared the link in the uh discord oh okay yeah um i don't know sorry if you want to pull it up or download it it should only take a minute or you can just play it right in your browser if you have decent internet but we can uh we can wait for a sec it's no big deal i've Oh, wow. Oh, well. Yeah, I found it. But uh, while, while you're getting the beef ready, James, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us about what you did this week with Mr. Sushi Dragon? I actually meant oh. to ask you about this. So, Larry, if you want to go ahead and uh, prepare the beef. And, James, tell me yep. about that. So, for those who don't know, we went to TwitchCon, and James actually got to hang out with Tropical Moisture and the Sushi Dragon quite a bit. And for those who don't know, the Sushi Dragon, he's a fair, he hasn't been around for very long on Twitch, and he has just exploded because he's doing some really creative, original stuff. And James, this past week, had the opportunity to go on his stream and not only be interviewed by Sushi Dragon, but also dance with him live on his stream. So why don't you the tell dancing. us a little bit about that experience? That dancing almost killed me. But so I had met Sushi Dragon through Tropical at TwitchCon. So I made that connection. And then I was waiting for him to stream because I was like, from what I saw at TwitchCon, he's like pumped. He was fired, full of energy, ready to like do it all again. So I was waiting for him to stream. And I had missed one 
and I was really sad about it. But then I caught the next one right after it was like the next day. And he does what he usually does, even when he was smaller. He would grab a random person from his chat and then just bring them on the stream and interview them. And then if they were willing, then they would help him do the dance. Because for like five dollars, you send him a you send him a song, and then he just dances to it. And that's what he does. So I was like, the queue was empty. He was like, all right, who's like next to be interviewed? No one will say anything. And I was like, all right, sushi, would you like to talk to me? And he was like, James get in here so i jump right in we chat for a bit we talk about twitchcon like meeting him that all that stuff and the cliff i just put he he asked me what's my best gachi boss face and then now that's live for the world to see <laughs> everywhere. but i saw it and then right at the end towards the end of it he was like so james are you gonna help me with the song and i was like sushi for you i'd do anything and I was like, and just to make it special, I'll I'll move the camera because the camera is usually facing at this corner. I tilted it like 90 degrees that way so you could see the rest of my room so I could get up, do the full motion dance. And I helped him do two songs. By the first song, whew, almost died. I was like, if you look at the clip, if you like look at the VOD where I was, he's like talking, staff come in, he's like talking to staff for a bit. And you see me in the background. I'm just lying on the floor. I'm like, the floor is very nice right now. <laughs> oh. And he's like, James, do you got do you got one more in you? And me in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't have one more in me. But then what is st- what I say instead is, oh yeah, totally, I can do one more. <laughs> so I go hard, yeah. one more song. I finish. I'm super out of breath. People are like, oh man, he looks like he's about to die. I'm like hunched over. I'm like, I, I don't think I can survive this. And he's like, James, thank you for coming on. I'm like, glad I could come on and help you out. I got to finish my homework now. He lets me off. And then the next like 20 minutes is me like trying to not die because I'm so exhausted. And it made me appreciate the type of content he does. Because I was like, he does this for six plus hours a day. Like, how hard could it be? But then just two songs, seven and a half minutes almost killed me. And I was like, Sushi, you're a god. Dude, I couldn't what imagine like you're doing. I yeah, you're probably I mean, I'm <sighs> out of <laughs> between us two, I'm I'm probably the least in shape. Like just even watching his stream is exhausting. I couldn't imagine doing that for hour like you said, you know, 6 hour streams of just like nonstop movement, dancing, just like it's it's a lot. It's 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 all cardio and mm-hmm. he's just especially he takes like some small breaks but then i'm like if this were me my breaks would have to be like an hour long <laughs> between like a few dances like 15 minutes of dancing just made it brought my respect for him that much higher yeah it's uh i like yeah i feel the same way about like other people who do those really interactive like blue screen walking around dancing like you know uncle joe that uh just anything like that it's so much like that one time we when we when we raided uncle joe and he was like he had some crazy music going and he had a blue screen or a green screen going and he was like playing his uh drum pads and just like dancing and screaming for like you know like an hour at a time i'm just like ha i i mean it's is it skill is it practice is it hard work possibly all three 
what takes a certain kind of person. Yeah, no, that's and while I had a great time. Don't think I could do it again. It might for, kill me the next time. For me, that's that's a heart attack waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. But I made a fool of myself in front of a uh, five hundred people, and they all enjoyed it. So it's a job well done. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. One last thing, and then uh, we'll see where Larry's at with his uh, with his download. Um, I noticed he flipped off his camera, but hopefully he'll be back in a minute. Uh, you are the most recent addition to Team DLC. I am, yes. We should officially announce that on the podcast. You know, and the funny thing... I have, I've put your name in the hat at least three or four times, and they're like, "He doesn't, oh, really? he doesn't stream enough." I never see him streaming, and I'm like, "God damn it!" Because <laughs> I, I know, know, like, you're such a great content creator. Like, you do YouTube stuff. Like, you're involved in so many communities, and I'm like, "No, you guys listen." Like, he may not stream a ton on Twitch, but like, he's always doing stuff. Like, he would be a valuable member to the team. And uh, and they were just like, yeah, I just want to see him stream a little bit more, blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, like, and then and then right after TwitchCon, I noticed you started picking up like streaming more often, and uh, and I was like, all right, so he's streaming more now. Like, can we please make him a member of DLC? Like, obviously he's like really good at Minion Masters. He's pulling in like a good audience. Like. Put him on the team, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, no, he, uh, he, he should, he should be on DLC." I was like, <laughs> "Thank you." How many times do I have to tell you guys that James is good shit? So sorry uh, about, sorry about that, guys. My, uh, my fire alarm went off in my house. Oh no! Oh. Not even kidding. Um, I may or may not have left a pizza in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> so is it all uh, right? Yeah, it's uh, well. Is it well the, done? The, the pizza is not all right, but uh, <laughs> at least you're you know, the okay. House, the house is still here, so well, I'm very flammable, so I will worry about these things. You are you you appear to be very flammable. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad there aren't flames and smoke arising in the background behind your green screen there. <laughs> Thank you. It's yeah, and Jimmy, it is funny because I noticed people were saying uh in in the DLC chat. It was like, oh, like we should put together a DLC YouTube channel, like we could post highlights of stuff there. And I was like, please don't ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, know. oh no, they might be like, oh, James makes YouTube videos. He probably has a lot of experience doing that. I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. All right. So uh we have sufficiently stalled long enough. Larry, do you have a Chiefs do you have Chiefs beef ready? I do, yes. You do got I it need, up? Great. Do I need to mute the audio or anything like that? Um, no, uh it's up to you. Do you do you have headphones or are you playing through your yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it should be fun. All right, yeah. So basically what we're going to do is on go. So I'll say one, two, three, go, and we're all going to play it at the same time. We do not okay. watch this ahead of time, so we none of us have seen this yet. Uh, for those who don't know, we have a segment on the show called Sheaf's Beef. Uh, our friend Mashif at twitch.tv forward slash Mashif. He sometimes has beef with lots of stuff going on, and uh, he's an angry old man. So he likes to give us a couple things to complain about and debate, and we get to decide which one is the bigger beef. And according to him, there is a right answer. Mm -hmm. So uh, Our opinions (laughs) can be wrong. 
So so we'll we'll go ahead and hit play on go when you're all ready. Are you guys ready? You ready? All right. One, two, three, go. You need the beefiest of beefs, the sheefiest of sheaves that get yourself ready. Open up them buckles and eat some beef. It's sheaves beef. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to The Ring. I'm your host, Mashif, bringing you two USDA Prime Choice Cuts of hot fucking beef. Now we're going to put them head-to-head and see which of the two is the beefiest and stick around to the end because there is a right answer. Our first beef is uh, okay. bacon everything. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Mashif, I love bacon. Bacon's delicious. I do love bacon. I fucking agree. Yeah. I look like someone that enjoys me some bacon, right? Now, <laughs> bacon... In salad, bacon on burgers, bacon by itself. Bacon, just being bacon is great. It's fantastic. It's one of those things that makes a lot of things better, but it doesn't make everything better. <laughs> Lies. We have crossed a fucking line as a country. <laughs> we went fucking nuts. Go to Google. Stop what you're doing. Bacon plus any noun in the search bar, and you will find a result matching your query. Bacon soap. It's time to stop. We need to reel it back a little bit. Bacon doesn't make things that suck better. It just bacon makes the bacon air. suck. Wow, okay? okay. Bacon air fresheners, bacon toothpaste, bacon toothpicks, <laughs> bacon vodka, bacon lube, bacon condoms. They're all fucking out there, and they all make bacon worse. They don't make the other thing better. Enjoy bacon. Cook it up. Eat it. I'm down with it, but we need to reel it the fuck back, people. Bacon is out oh, of gross. control. They're ruining it. That's why, Bacon, you're the first beef of the week. Second beef is <laughs> shaving. Now, you may notice, those of you watching live, twitch.tv slash at 6 p.m. on Twitch, that I have a little bit of scruff going on. Uh-oh. Now, it is currently no shave November. Oh, there he is. And my work, for the very first time, since I've been there, has allowed us to donate money to contribute and participate in No Shave November, and I am ecstatic. If you don't know, I used to have a beard down here, and it was glorious, and it was very comfortable, and I loved it. And to work in the workforce, they said, oh, you're very qualified. We really like you, but mm, people won't buy from you if you have a beard. It's 2018. We are past the whole men not having beards and faces here, right? <laughs> I am a man. I have facial hair. It's something that happens. Let's go ahead and get past that. I'm not saying I want to look like some Grizzly Adams-looking motherfucker, but a nice <laughs> beard like my friend Lost here. Maybe Gator Pete. He's got a great beard. Jimmy Navio, our fearless host. They've all got great beards. They're all professional men, okay? We can have beards and look good. Shaving, you're going to spend tons of money, even with these uh, delivery products like Dollar Shave Club, Henry, <laughs> whatever. By the way, you guys should sponsor the show. Any of those products <laughs> are great, and they do make shaving suck less, but you're still cutting your fucking face every single day. You're spending 10 to 15 minutes every day getting it right so it looks proper and you get a good cut. And that's only important because you're required to by your job. Shaving, you're fucking bullshit. I'm a man. Let me be a man. All you guys out there with beards, enjoy them and cultivate them. Grow them fucking magnificent. Shaving. You're the second beef of the week. Now, Jimmy, James, our new friend Larry, I want you guys to discuss and figure out which of the two is the beefiest. At the end, we'll come back and I'll let okay. you know why Jimmy's wrong. All right. <laughs> I got it paused. I'm at 345. I paused it. Yeah, mm -hmm. 344. 
All right. Cool. What do you get? Uh, so, so what? Oh, the beefs this week are a bacon everything versus shaving. So, Larry, why don't you chime in first? Give us, give us your opinions on these two beefs, and uh, well, which which one you think is the beefiest? Oh, so I have to choose. Yeah. Oh, okay. You do. Uh, um. Well, I love bacon. I love food. I love bacon. Love, love it. Uh, but I'd, I'd have to agree with a lot of the things he said. It's getting a bit out of control, right? Bacon, everything. Um, wow, yeah, I mean, but shaving? No, we're not having that. I'm a hairy guy. <laughs> right? We ain't, we ain't doing the shaving. So I feel, like, I feel like the shaving, for me, at least, that's definitely my beef of the week. So you you would say shaving for you personally is the bigger beef? Yeah. I mean, you don't I feel like it's unnecessary. It's uh it's a natural thing that happens. You don't wear bacon. That ain't natural. You don't need bacon in your soap. That's <laughs> you don't need bacon air freshener. Come on, right? Mhm. Although that does sound pretty yummy. But True. besides that, it, you know, That's it's not squeezable not bacon. Necessary. Oh, the squeeze one, yuck. No. <laughs> that, that was wrong on so yeah, many Yeah, I agree. No, thank you. Yeah, Larry, I'm I'm frightened to see what you what, what you would even look like if you shaved. You should be. You should be. It's not a pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> so much hair. Uh James, what about you? Well, I gotta agree with Larry on this one. I'm a huge fan of bacon. Easy to cook, delicious to eat. You can save up that bacon grease, cook other stuff with it to enhance the flavor. Just can't go wrong. Has it gone too far? Yes, it has gone too far. But bacon itself bears no sin. It's right. It's transcended above all these other things trying to get with it. But shaving, I don't like shaving. I have to shave. You can see I have some stubble. It literally stays like this forever. It never like grows thicker. You can barely see it, but in person, oh. it's like it just looks gross. But I was like, okay, this month I'll not shave it. I'll see how far it goes. It has not changed for like a week now. <laughs> it's bothering me. I'm like, you get there, you get there, man. Does nothing. So it's like I gotta shave it because it doesn't look good. But yeah, it's a waste of time. I got a a lot time out of my day just to shave. I have to buy products to shave. I'm out of razors. I got to buy new razors now. It's just, it's not yeah. a good time. So yeah, shaving, that's my beef of the week. We got two for shaving. Come on, Jimmy. I have a feeling Mashif is probably going to say shaving because I think he really valued his beard before they made him shave it for his sales position. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he likes bacon as well, though, right? I mean, he does like bacon. No, he's saying, I agree with him. Bacon by itself, like if you're eating bacon or if you're, uh, you know, bacon on a salad is fine. You're pushing the envelope. If you go like, if if you're talking bacon ice cream, you're, you're kind of like, there's a place in my hometown she probably knows what I'm talking about. They serve bacon ice cream, and it's surprisingly pretty decent. Yes, a little savory with the sweet. Um, 
But I do agree with him in the sense that, like, there are some bacon things that are just, like, kind of ruining it. Like, I feel like bacon has become too cliche, especially with, like, the whole keto diet thing. And, like, there, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there used to be, like, back in the early days of Reddit, I'm going to throw out a ref- reference. <laughs> uh there, there used to be an old reference about uh, baconing in the night. I uh, that's like oh, it, it's yeah, I was like it, you, you, know, it's you a, said that you were too deep. It's it's a super obscure old school Reddit reference. Wow. Uh, okay. So go Google it. Bacon it, bacon's at night. There's there's a whole the phrase. Bacon's at exactly. Night. I wasn't gonna say oh, the okay. whole phrase, but. Not it, a good one. It kind of became this whole meme and this whole joke that like everything, it, like I don't know. I, it kind of got annoying after a while. So it, it kind of I don't know. I like the bacon thing is really annoying because I enjoy bacon, and even I jumped on the bacon bandwagon for a while. Bandwagon for a while, uh, but for me, shaving. I kind of enjoy shaving. That's my problem. It's like as much mm. as it's a nuisance, it's also kind of like one of those things. It's kind of a ritual, right? Like you monster. I, I have a, <laughs> I I have an electric shaver. I have I have like I've got one of the like trimmer electric shavers, oh, yeah, yeah. and I like kind of like do the whole like you know grooming, and I also do a fair amount of manscaping not gonna lie there are parts of my body that i would prefer not to have mountains of hair on so i clean it up a bit i feel like it's only fair let's talk about this for a minute if you're a man and you expect your woman to be uh groomed a certain way you better return the favor we've all seen porn right how many hairy ass ball sacks have you seen in porn none right like let's let's be realistic it goes both ways, and I don't mind that. I appreciate it. I like I like the whole ritual of shaving and cleaning myself up. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying. Okay. All right. I I don't mind shaving, and I actually kind You're of wrong. Been... But all right. <laughs> you respect your decision, and if it is wrong, <laughs> bollocks eggs. These balls are smooth as eggs. <laughs> That's a uh, yeah. It's a good reference. I like it. But I don't know. I as much as shaving can be a hassle, I also kind of enjoy the ritual of it. Yeah, also, I, I I get where you're coming from. Like it's something that nobody has to do, right? But we we as a species have decided that it looks better if we groom certain parts of our body, and it's kind of I don't know. I well. I feel like that's the problem, right? That sometimes this this thing is enforced on people. Like some people do have to shave for their job or it's not a choice anymore. You hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Like usually I shave when I'm about to go to like an accounting interview. I'm like, oh, I got to be clean shaven. Yeah. I might do my hair up a bit. But that's like a whole ritual. Like I already got to put on fancier clothes, nice shoes. This, yeah, okay, okay. I don't know. I'm torn on this one. I am I am one of us. One <laughs> of us. I like ah 
because mm, shaving can be fun though because like you can go do, go you, bake it because then you'll be wrong um <laughs> funnier that way. yeah i i feel like i might be on the like i i agree with Mashif that bacon in and of itself is not the issue it's like the whole bacon bandwagon of having all things bacon like yeah. let's just stick to the basics so i think that's why i tend to <sighs> i don't know I think I might go with bacon on this one. And I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm probably going to be wrong. Definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Odds are not stacked in your favor this time around. I love – that's the thing is I love bacon in its purest form. And I I agree with Mashif that it has been tainted. It has been memefied. It has been overused. It has been over like – saturated with all this fucking like bacon soap and blah 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 like why can't we just appreciate bacon for what it is without injecting it into everything else and i think that's why it's such a frustrating thing for me and so i think i agree with him i like it it just resonates with me that like knock it off just enjoy bacon for what it is so for that reason i think i might go with the the bacon one all right. So, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go with bacon. You guys are going with shaving. I mean, I we don't, are. I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I feel like bacon's yummy. I agree with everything he said, but uh, yeah, you don't, you don't go forcing people to shave. You know, let, let your hair grow, let it run free. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I like, but I, I know, like, I know how much Mashif hates shaving for his job. So I think you guys might be on his side this time. Yes. All right. By the way, it is Movember. So this is true. It is. Oh shit! I didn't mean to hit play. I'm at. Uh, what are you guys at? Three forty-five. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let, let's let's get to the bottom of this. Let me switch to my media view here. When you guys are ready, we'll do it on go. One, mm-hmm. two, three, go. And we're back. Did you get it? Did you get it right? Do you know the biggest beef of the week? It is shaving. Shaving is the biggest beef of the week. We know it. That's what I'm talking about. Employers shouldn't be able to control whether you shave or not. I'm not saying you could look crazy, but we're spending tons of time, money, and energy on shaving that we could be spent doing other things that don't impact us in this way. Now, if you want to shave, if you don't want to grow a beard, it's fine. Go ahead. Don't do it. But for the rest of us, shaving, you're the biggest beef of the week. Yeah, preach it. <laughs> I love how Mashif says, you're always wrong, Jimmy. You were egging me on in chat this whole time. Don't even fucking <laughs> act like I saw your messages, like bacon emotes and try bacon toothpaste. You'll hate it. You were intentionally <laughs> trying to get me to go with the preach, wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't fucking act like priming, you did. Yeah. yeah, you were priming the pump, sir. I blame you. Worth it. <laughs> he was, yeah, I'm leaning on you a bit. I know what you were doing. I'm not stupid. But uh, so that was Sheaf's beef. Yeah, no, shaving is bullshit too. Like, especially if it's required for a job. I totally understand what he's saying. I guess the reason it's not a bigger beef for me currently is because my employer, I have, I don't have a dress code at my, I like, I work for a software company and 
I could come in with a beard down to my knees and sweatpants, and they they don't give a shit as long as I get my work done. So yeah, for me personally, it's not as big of a beef in my life. But I could see how someone who's in a position like Mashif could could have that as a legitimate beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry. Yes. I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you went to PAX Australia. Oh yes, 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 yes. I, I I'm really interested to hear your experience at PAX Australia. I've never been to PAX. I've always wanted to go to PAX. I remember when they started PAX. For those who don't know, PAX is Penny Arcade Expo. I I've been a fan of Penny Arcade since it was like a shitty web comic like ten years ago, before PAX was ever a thing. And I've always wanted to go to PAX, and it started in uh, Seattle, and they've since then they've expanded to like PAX West, PAX East, PAX Australia. It's become a legitimate thing, and so it's something that I've always wanted to go to. I went to TwitchCon; it's the first time I've ever been to a big con like that. But I can't imagine like what PAX Australia must have been like. So I'd love to hear oh. your uh, your experiences at PAX Australia. Oh, it was it was great. Like everything, everything you could imagine it to be, and more, right? Uh, so I, like you said, it started out as this penny arcade thing, and uh, it kind of grew over the years. But uh, the the convention I went to was just above and beyond what I what I could have expected it to be. Uh, just everything gaming, right? So um, it's it's hard to put into perspective, but uh, in Melbourne the the town that I live in in Australia it's one of the big cities here um, and we have an exhibition center and it has like multiple theaters two big main theaters two big warehouse type uh, areas um, just the the whole whole shebang right and right. Um, every single room well every single theater so the two main theaters all these rooms all the warehouses were all running consecutively and all booked out for three days, this whole event. And um, so just to give you a bit of perspective on how big it really was, um, the lines out the front were like uh, going down and around about two or three blocks, just a line just to get in at the mor- in the morning. It was insane. And um, much like any other convention that you might go to, there was, um, you know, heaps of cosplay, um, just, just everything. Um, uh, I don't know what else. So, so, so there was like the the main the main area which was like modern gaming, um, the main warehouse, and it was set out in kind of split up into stalls, and people were showing off different things. So you had like a Fortnite booth, uh, you had a Ubisoft, you had Nintendo was there, uh, all the, all the big major players, and um, right. Uh, just showcasing everything, all the new games and everything like that. Uh, then they had like an indie section with a bunch of indie games and you could go around and talk to the indie devs and they would showcase their games. Um, and then beyond that, they had another warehouse and it had like all tabletop gaming. So they had uh, a bunch of miniatures, they had like dice and things like that you could buy. But then they also had board games and uh just everything, just everything you could think of. Um, oh, well, and just, and even more from that, they had uh, a VR section where you could go and you could like try out all new VR games. 
Uh, then they had like did a you do that? Section. Did you do some VR? Uh, I didn't get the lines were a bit long for the VR, oh, so yeah, I didn't get a yeah. chance. <laughs> Everyone I would have loved VR to. I did. I did try one VR indie game, which was pretty great. Nice. I've forgotten the name. The name escapes me, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was like a VR tabletop type game, and you got to make choices and move around the little people. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and then they had like old school retro arcade areas. They had old school pinball machines and arcade machines. And they had just rows and rows of uh, monitors and TVs. And you could play like the old Commodore 64s and Nintendos and Segas and Segas and just everything. It was insane. Um, yeah, so just amazing. Just And just my people, right? Just the nerdiest of the nerds. It was, <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then, but, but beyond that, uh, what I enjoyed the most was the people. You got to meet uh, in much the similar way to the way TwitchCon had. There was actually a Twitch booth and there was lots okay. of Twitch people. So I got to meet some people. That was good. Um, and then they had these theaters where they would have like big uh, big shows and stuff like cosplay competitions and Q&As and um, just, just everything all happening all at once. It was so overwhelming, but so exciting and great at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I could go on forever, but it was just everything you can imagine to do with pop culture, gaming, nerd culture in general just was there, and it was great. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of our experience, like what you said about everything happening at once. I feel like, I don't know if you felt this way about PAX, but like, because James and I, we kind of, we were at TwitchCon together, and it just felt like there was there was so much going on and there was like people we wanted to meet and panels and like, you know, it was, it was overwhelming. It's like, there, yeah. there's so much that I want to do and there's just literally not enough time to do everything. Was, was Twitch gone? Was that over the weekend or was it just one day? No, it's a three day convention. It is three days. Yeah. It's yeah. Friday, Saturday, days. Sunday. Yeah. I'd love to come over to TwitchCon, but, um, Maybe I, not next year, but the year after, I think I'm planning to come over then. Yeah, dude, come hang out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I feel like they've gotten to the point where they may have to do what PAX has done. Because eventually, like, PAX was just, there There was only PAX, right? It was in Seattle, and it was the only PAX. And then it got so big, and it started selling out, and there was enough demand that people are like, "Hey, we need to have a PAX East." And so eventually, they announced PAX PAX East, and then from there, it just like kept expanding and expanding. Now there's PAX Australia, there's PAX yeah, like yeah. I feel like TwitchCon is going to become that. I think eventually it's going to get to the point where like there's not like it's always been in California, as far as I know. Yes, but I, I thought I thought it moved around each year. It does it move around in California. It moved oh, around California. within yeah. California. Like it's been yeah, in yeah. Long Beach and, you know, it's been in I don't know geography. Yeah, yeah, it's been in a few the, different cities. All the cities. Rich coastal areas. Yeah, okay. all, the, all the rich coastal areas, exactly. But I think with it selling out as quickly as it did this year and like how saturated it's become, eventually they're going to have to – create i mean they're gonna have to do like a pax east at least well then- I, I i heard i heard that the the partner section for the twitch uh they had to like start turning people away because there wasn't they enough did, room yeah. 
Yeah, the partner party. We they sold out all the tickets, so it's like everybody was there. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was pretty phenomenal. Well, yeah, it's like because the, the rumors I heard when I was there was like, oh, because I was chatting to some staff. I was with Sushi Dragon, and it's like the the plan was, oh, they're gonna look for an even bigger convention center next year. But at some point, they're not gonna find a bigger place, and that's when yeah. they're gonna have to make that decision. Like, all right, we have to split it. We can have one on the west coast one on the east coast because i do know there's a lot of people that come from the east coast and further so that would help out a lot as well but okay they're probably just like oh we don't want to split it just yet do you feel like this is something that's going to happen within the next one or two years or maybe not at the rate twitch is growing maybe like yeah maybe two years yeah, yeah. it's got it, eventually it's got to happen because like you know we talked about this before like There is an inordinately a lot large amount of streamers from like the Midwest, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like you, like you could just do a Midwest TwitchCon and it would probably sell out. Like a lot of the people that I know, like some of my favorite streamers are from the Midwest. You know, we like when we had that episode, we talked all about it on the episode with uh, Chris and Josh. Uh. There's a lot of people. It's a huge trip for them to make it all the way over to California to go to TwitchCon. So yeah. I, I think that's where it'll start, right? Like there'll be a Twitch West and a Twitch East. I think that's that's the first step. But then from there, once they realize, oh shit, like both of these sold pretty well, like I think it's going to be similar to PAX where they're going to realize that there's enough demand out there as Twitch. Like you said, Twitch is growing. You know, when yeah. Ninja's right before TwitchCon happened, Ninja was on the cover of ESPN magazine, mm-hmm. right? On the so, Ellen show. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not like it's, it's not like it's going to go down. If anything, it's going to go up significantly. The more and more people that become aware of Twitch is just going to continue to grow so that like one convention, I don't think is going to be enough. And hopefully they're smart enough to realize that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, they won't be, but yeah, I agree that it's gonna it's gonna happen at some point. So, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, I hope that it stays in California though, because I'm selfish <laughs> and I live in California. Yeah, <laughs> so right. drive up. Gotta take well, a flight I, across the country. I just gotta drive a couple California, a couple miles, and I'm right there. So you know. Hopefully, hopefully, Pax West stays in California. That's all. That's all I have to say. Yeah. But if Pax or it's not Pax, if Twitch Australia ever happens, that'll give me an excuse to go to Australia. Yeah, definitely. Coming <laughs> out, man. I'll come sleep on Larry's couch. Oh yeah, plenty <laughs> of room. <laughs> I'm a small guy. It's fine. Yeah. No. Well, I'll cuddle up with your fuzzy ass. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's talk about since we're talking about conventions, I feel like this is a good time for us to talk about BlizzCon. Oh yes. There was some uh some good news and some not so good news. Well, I mean, I guess a lot there of were pe- some happy people and there were some very unhappy people. <laughs> But how how real is the controversy though? Because like, I don't know. 
Like, well, so first of all, the good things that happened, everyone's super stoked. I got a guy at my work who is just like jizzing his pants about the fact that World of Warcraft Classic, like WoW Classic, is about to happen. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who have like very fond memories of like early World of Warcraft and they're just super stoked about these WoW Classic servers and the whole WoW Classic experience. So I don't know. I never played WoW, so I, I I guess I don't I don't relate. But I have one coworker who like talked my ear off for thirty minutes about how WoW Classic is like. <laughs> it's the game um, changer. Yeah, I, I mean, I I played a little bit of WoW back in the vanilla days. And uh, it was good. I enjoyed it at the time, but I'm not one of those people that has all the nostalgia and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I can I can understand why people would want them. And I think maybe they had some unauthorized uh, like servers up, and they were taken down, so they feel like uh, they were owed something now. Right. Um, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of unauthorized like WoW Classic servers out there, and they've they've been pretty vigilant about shutting those down, but there's obviously yeah. a demand, right? So exactly. And it, it's kind of cool that they, they did like it, If you have a current wow subscription, wow classic is included in that subscription. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be any additional cost. So that, yeah, well, I think, I feel like there would have been some sort of backlash. If they <laughs> yeah. To. Yeah. True. Another $15 on top. And then, yeah, right. and then along with that, uh, there was an announcement for a new Overwatch character. I don't know if Mashif is still here, but I was really hoping it was the robot. Like I, they like uh, there was so much tease in that in that video in that trailer, and there was just like it could be this guy, or it could be this character, or it could be this character, and then it ended up being Ash, which was like, oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I like Bob better. Well, I mean, Bob is her ult, right? Isn't that isn't that what it is? Her ult yeah. is she summons Bob. Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. interesting from what I've seen so far. Because I was talking to my friend Fishy, the Grandmaster, and he was like, she's the perfect counter to Brigitte. I love her. And I was like, oh, okay. I see where she fits in now. I like that she can kind of... She has like a mini rocket jump with her gun too, which like... I don't mm-hmm. know. She's got like a certain amount of mobility plus just like, I don't know. I, I kind of like her style. It reminds me of Quake. Just like her quick kind of play style. So it'll it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, immediately everyone was like, it's the force of nature from TF2. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, kind of. But it's, it's very, uh, I don't know. I guess some people were disappointed that it's just like another cowboy character in female form. Mm-hmm. But I saw a lot of memes where they like overlapped Widowmaker and Ash and then put on opacity slider. So it was like they have the same face. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Just the, the blizzard same face syndrome. Yeah. I don't know. Well it's I will have to we'll have to wait and see. But uh is is she available on the uh can you play her on the the, PB- on the PTR? PTR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have any? Do you know what people are saying so far? Is there any? I've heard uh, they like that she just like 
destroys Regita because it's the dynamite people were like really hyped about. Like, oh, what does the dynamite do? Because it's you toss it, you can shoot it to blow it up instantly, and it does like a ton of damage in an AoE. Okay. And then it does oh, nice. some burn damage along with it. So it deals like 180 damage. No, 190 damage. So like if you get poked and that hits you, you're gonna die unless you have a healer directly on you. So people are like, well, it might be too strong, but they're thinking it's like good enough just to like make Brigitte not such like a what's the word like optimal pick like because everyone is running her in the comps now because you're just like so versatile for shutting down like dive comps. Okay. So, do you know this is a question I had and I cuz I haven't played it yet. I don't know how So, Bob, does Bob is does Bob act as a physical entity like as a character? Yes. Like can I throw Bob on a point to hold the point while I go flank the enemy type thing? You can. Okay. Bob, oh, you can heal awesome. Bob. So, it's basically you ult you just point him in the direction he runs, char- he charges in a spot knocks all, all the enemies he encounters up and then he becomes a torbjorn turret except he has like 2000 hp and you can heal him he counts as a character on the payload on the capture point everything so he basically counts as a hero for all intents and purposes ah okay so that, yeah. I, I mean that oh, sounds pretty cool though. to me that yeah, sounds pretty cool to me i don't know why people are complaining that, mm-hmm. that sounds like they made the right choices. They assessed the situation, and I think they did good. So I'm 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 hyped. I don't know about mm-hmm. everyone else. I'm sure it'll need some balancing. Well, like anything, right? Yeah, they always any- nerf it a bit, so it's fine. Anytime you introduce a completely new dynamic into a game, it's going to require a certain amount of balance. But overall, yeah. it sounds like a pretty fun new character with some interesting mechanics and dynamics that don't currently exist so i feel like they've been uh, they are going to add the robot as a playable character but she's not going to be the next one but she's coming yeah they did hint at that for sure sweet i feel like they've done a pretty good job at keeping things fresh with the new characters right like the whole hamster ball mechanic is just like so different than anything else in the game, right? And then, you know, Ash with the whole, like, her ult that summons a new character, like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like I feel like each character has something very unique and fresh and interesting that keeps things... No, nobody will ever replace McCree, just saying. <laughs> just, uh, sorry, I know, I, I just saw that, I had to respond. Mm-hmm. McCree is just, ah... Uh... He, he's so cool in character, but then he just doesn't do enough. <laughs> yeah, right. It's okay. I still love him. Yeah. Um, and then the big, the big daddy controversy of BlizzCon. All oh, the best reveal? Yeah. Diablo Immortal. Immortals? Immortal? Is it plural? Mm-hmm. Or? I think it's just um, uh, singular. Yeah, so... They announced a mobile Diablo game, and a lot of people were not happy about it because it's been a long time since anything new has come out of the Diablo universe, and people were really hoping for something more. Because, I mean, we knew that they were working... I mean, 
If you've been following them closely, you knew they were working on something mobile related. And we also knew that they were working on the whole Netflix thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But people were still hopeful that there was going to be some like big reveal about Diablo. Because it's been almost what? It's been like eight or nine years since like a major title release for the Diablo universe. Mm hmm. And supposedly there is a Diablo 4 or something else in the works, but none of that was announced at Twitch. The only thing that was announced at Twitch is, hey, we're coming out with a mobile game. And it's and it's going to tell the history of what happens between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. And, yeah. and a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Is this a late April Fool's joke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That whole meme that, what, you guys don't have phones? I don't know. Like, So here's my take on it. Am I disappointed that they didn't announce a Diablo game? Sure. Are they going to announce it? Like, They're not going to give up on the Diablo franchise. They're probably working on some kick-ass shit. So I'm not, like, on the other hand, as a adult 35 year old man who hardly has time to play the 500 games in my stream in my steam library as it is am i kind of excited about a mobile game that i can play on the shitter and on my 15 minute breaks at work and on my in between times here and there i have a smartphone and I will I probably I already signed up for the beta. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I'm actually kind of excited. If if here's my deal. This is a big if. If the game is a complete Diablo experience and if they don't feed me a shit ton of ads and if they don't microtransact my ass to oblivion. Like, if I can spend, like, $30 and unlock everything, like, if I can unlock the the zero ad experience or whatever, like, if I can just buy the full-blown mobile version and not have to watch ads or open loot boxes and shit, count me in. Yeah. If they're going to give me the mobile treatment that most mobile games have where, like, every 20 minutes I'm watching an ad and I'm... I, I, that's my concern is that they you can't enter this instance because you are out of energy. Yeah. To gain 10 energy. If the mo, if they adopt the mobile ecosystem and try and inject that into Diablo, I will be frustrated. If I can buy the game straight out and just play it, I'll be happy. That's kind of the big, I think that's kind of the, the big if for me. I really don't want to have ads injected into my Diablo experience. And then there was on uh, the only other thing was like there there was a meme on Reddit where uh, he was like right in the middle of like fighting a boss or whatever, and then it was like and it's like call from mom, and it's like oh, well fuck, Oops. like that's even worse than lag, right? Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way to go, mom! If you're on, if you're in the middle of a raid, this is my or, hardcore character. I can't talk right now, mom. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only other thing is like interruptions, right, on your smartphone. But most smartphones now multitask pretty well, and you can just like swipe it out of the way and keep playing. But 
I just really worry about the whole ads and microtransactions that most mobile games have. So depending on how they handle that. Well, I think I, I feel like that was the major concern with everybody, just the right. the microtransactions, especially. But mm-hmm. uh, you bring up a good point about the ads. I don't I don't want a million ads uh, interrupting my play. So an option to disable that would be nice. Uh, if, I, I don't mind paying for games. I don't mind paying for mobile apps and things if it's a one-off transaction and it you know, allows me to access the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And if it's a good game. Yeah. In fact, I probably, I would, I prefer to play for a game or an app or whatever if, you know, it's going to give me the full experience. Mm-hmm. I just don't see why they couldn't make it cross-platform. Like, I I love, you know, like Eternal, for example, the card game, or uh, Hearthstone. Like, I can play it on my phone, and then I can go back to, and I can log in, and, like, it's the same progress, right? Like, whether I play it on my PC or my phone, I can make progress. It's not, it's not a whole separate thing. So, like, hopefully, maybe they think about that. Because, I mean, I guess you can use BlueStacks or whatever, so you could play it on your PC, but it'd be yeah. kind of cool if it was cross-platform to the point where I could just be like, I can grind on my phone, and then when I go home, I can jump on my PC and like continue to play the game. Well, that's 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 something else they announced, didn't they? Wasn't there like Diablo for the Switch or something like that? Well, that's Diablo three though. That's oh not yeah, the, it's a that's a completely different game. Okay. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll merge them all together at some point in the future, but. I mean, at at this point, all all games should be cross-platform, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, uh, it, it it just comes down to licensing, I think, and the companies being selfish. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to consoles, they're like, well, yeah, we need, we need to give people reason to buy our console. So if the game yeah. you can play it anywhere else, it's like they're probably going to choose the one they already have instead of coming ours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been, I like that being said, I've been really like, I finally got a new phone. I've been out of the loop on mobile games. <laughs> so I like, <laughs> I got a new phone and I like off, <laughs> off stream. I've been like asking James and Mashif and like, so what are some good mobile games to play? Cause I've, I've tried to look around and it, it seems like there's not really, I don't know. <sighs> It's a it's a very strange ecosystem, yeah. and, I, and I don't want to watch a ton of ads, but I do want to play some fun games. I have a few Humble Bundle mobile collections that I've accumulated, and those are nice because there's zero ads. Like It's like an actual purchased game. So I've been playing through some of those, but I've been really trying to find some fun mobile games to play, and... Uh, it seems like a lot of them are either super casual or they're just jam-packed with ads and microtransactions. What mm-hmm. you know what I I don't mind with mobile games is when they give you the option to watch an ad in exchange for it's not like a necessity but you get the option to watch an ad uh for some I don't know some some sort type of, of currency or, or perk yeah. or something. Yeah. But it's optional, mind, right? You know. It's an option, yeah. And then right. I don't mind. I'll sit there and spam a few ads if it gets me some sweet, sweet loot or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Especially when you don't got to look at it. You're just like, oh, nice. I'll watch yeah. that. Set the yeah, phone right. down. Do whatever you're doing. Got to get that loot. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, a lot of phone games, it's like, it's either super casual, like you said, or it's like the game is behind a bunch of timers and stuff and like paywalls. So it's oh, really I hard to find something ones. that's like I a complete like experience on the phone. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I, I haven't tried it yet, but Mashif was talking about uh rivals, CNC rivals, but it's like apparently it's in beta or alpha or something, so I haven't been able to check it out yet. And I so that along with Diablo, uh along with like Eternal and maybe Hearthstone. And then people were saying that like MTGA they'd like to see it on mobile, but the problem is that Games are pretty long. Well, and the screen real estate. Like, they were saying that, like, Hearthstone is different because it's fairly... Like, with MTGA, there's a point where you could have, like, a huge span of cards on the table, right? And that's really hard to represent in a mobile platform, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I... I want to get into mobile gaming, but I just the ecosystem is a little bit strange for me. It's very. You want to start playing Summoners War? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Do you play uh, Summoners War? It's got me in its grass. No, because I play with uh, a lot of the Minion Masters guys. Gamer got us all like addicted to it. So now he'll message me like every few hours. James, do your guild battles. Or it'll be like, do you need help? I'll tell you which monsters you need to use, which ones you can hit. Recently, the the most deep I got in it with them was like the week before TwitchCon. He messaged me. He's like, James, are you free right now? I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, well, we're the, the what's it called? The runes that you equip to your monsters, it's going to be free tomorrow because it's free once a month. He's like, so you're going to download these programs we're going to tell you, you're going to screen share your phone through Discord so we can see it. We're going to go through like 300 of your runes, tell you which ones to sell, which ones to keep. And then using the programs I told you to download, the third-party apps, we're going to optimize your monster's builds very specifically to output the maximum performance. Oh, my gosh. And that's I was so like, much oh, work, dude, lot. for a phone game. Yeah, it that is. sounds like work. But then after I did that, I was like, holy shit, my monsters are insane. They're so powerful now. So it's like, if you're casual like I was, just like, oh, I'll put this and that. It's like, oh, the content's like pretty difficult. But then after I did that, I was like, oh, I'm actually like going through the content now. But it's so much extra work. Because on the surface, it's just like a very simple RPG. Like you get your four monsters, you can PvP other people. You can do real time if you want. But then it goes so deep where you're like, right now, all I've been doing this month is grinding runes. And that's it. Just because gamers like, all right, so by the end of the month, you should have enough runes so your monsters can actually be equipped and they can do other stuff. It's just like once you get through one tier of grinding, there's another tier behind it. So it's just grinding to do more grinding. (laughs) But it's so easy because you just open it up and you're like, auto. And then I don't even look at it. And then it's like, oh, done. Redeem, do it again. And that's like the entire gameplay loop. Wow. But then once you're in it, you keep looking at the numbers and you're like, I need better runes. Got to keep tra- chasing that dragon, right? I oh. do. 
<laughs> See, that's the thing too. You get monsters by opening these. It's basically loot boxes, and it's like, oh, there's a chance of a three to a five here. Fives are the super rare. I've been playing for like six months now. I've only gotten three nat fives. Oh wow! And those are like the. I feel awesome. like that's a good thing. I I I feel like a lot of games like they have these rare things that are like legendary or rare and like but if you spam it enough you're gonna get them i like the idea of being like only a select few people have have this or something i like really yeah. exclusive content i feel like yeah. we'll get to do that that's kind of what keeps me in it is the fact that it is like kind of exclusive there's no like oh if i drop a hundred or so dollars i'm guaranteed to get something it's like no you can use what you have because even though you might not have these nat five stars, like your nat threes are probably pretty good. And like I got lucky early on. I got a set. They're twins, a boomerang, boomerang warrior, and a cho- boomerang warrior and a chakram dancer. And they're like, if you're lucky enough to get those two, they synergize super well, and it makes a ton of stuff easy. But then it's also like oh, it keeps you in more. You're like, oh, now I have this really good stuff. Yeah, it's really nice. So uh, much potential. So much power. And it has a pretty big scene too. Like there's a whole pro circuit. There's sponsored players. It's like it sounds amazing. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> Once it's, you're in it, it's it's the cocaine of mobile gaming. Yeah, it really right. is. It helps that the game is actually like, like just, actually just, enjoyable. Here's a free sample. Just try a bump. Just try. <laughs> just just give it a give it a taste. I promise. Mm-hmm. That's why. Especially all the free shit they keep giving me. It's like, oh, you want more energy so you can keep grinding? Here you go. Oh, we got another event this week so you can get some more rewards. And I'm like, give it to me. And then (laughs) hours later, all I've been doing is like staring at my phone doing these events. And it's like, this is a problem. This is your life now. (laughs) James, I'm concerned about you. I've only spent 20 bucks. This is an intervention. <laughs> Perfect. We didn't we didn't want to like bring it up, but you know, you brought it up yourself, so I feel like <laughs> we need to we need to have the talk. We it's time for the talk, James. That's right. Time for you to take a step back and reanalyze your choices. Oh, I know. What's the sunk cost fallacy? I'm in too deep. I can't just get rid of it now. Uh, you're such an accountant. <laughs> But a good one, right? So it's fine. Of course. <laughs> um, hey, we, we got to end soon, but I did want to throw a couple things out there uh, that uh, recently showed up on my radar and I was kind of excited about. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm going to switch to media view here. Ooh, what could it be? They have That's... recently announced that they are, it's been rumored, but it is official. They're working on a Breaking Bad movie. Oh my gosh. What? I don't know if you guys heard about this. I have no. I heard rumors of it. There, there are rumors, but it, apparently, grapevine. It was it. It's been somewhat confirmed. I feel like uh, that's a bad idea, right? Well, I, mean, I don't it, know because the know. the Better Call Saul spinoff is actually really good. Oh yeah, I've yet I haven't watched that. Yet. It's it's yeah, but yeah, I have heard good things. It's really good. I've been watching it, and Vince Gillian is involved. If Vince Gillian wasn't involved, then I would be concerned. 
Yeah. Vince but, Gillian okay. is the original creator and writer of Breaking Bad. So Okay, but what what direction are we talking here? Are we talking just they're going to pick up from where it left off or Yeah, from so from what I understand there was already rumors of a show about a guy who's on the run who goes to New Mexico. And so people were like already kind of speculating about like, oh wait, well they're from New Mexico and Jesse like yeah. so if if you if you're if it takes up if it picks up right where the show left off right so Walt is dead and Jesse is on the run dead and so does he go back to New Mexico and it picks up where it left off right like so I don't know but suppose I mean, I'm 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 going to be honest I'm going to watch it either way but uh I I don't know I feel like it was kind of perfect how it was, and um, it's it's one of those things. Is it worth the risk ruining ruining it? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is they've already done Better Call Saul, and I feel like they've proven that they can continue to create content in that universe without fucking up what they already have. Okay, mm-hmm. so if it's enough of a departure from the main storyline. I feel like if they just picked up and it's just like Jesse's story now, that's not gonna work. I don't. I don't think that's the right move. Maybe uh, if it's it's more like with Better Call Saul, how it's uh, it's in the universe, but it's a complete. It's its own thing. That might be alright. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, it 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 sounds like it is more. It's less rumor and more reality. Like this, like within the last couple of days, some new stuff has come out, and they're like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. oh wow, exciting!" It, it it could be happening. Also, just during this podcast, Lady Navio uh, posted that Jeopardy was just got put onto Netflix. I don't know if anybody cares as much as Lady Navio does about this, but she is a huge Jeopardy junkie. Ooh. So oh she's very gosh. okay. Like I I I I've, let me find her message. Is that what she said? Was it Netflix? A couple people in chat were really excited about it, but Yeah, I believe she said Netflix. Dude. There's so many. I wonder how they'll handle that because there's there's a lot of episodes of Jeopardy. <laughs> how many seasons of Jeopardy are there? Like, are they going to release the season slowly or did they just drop like 50 seasons of Jeopardy on Netflix all of a sudden? I don't mm. know. That that uh I I'd be I'd be willing to go back and watch that just for the Ken Jennings episodes. Do you, does anyone is anyone familiar with Ken Jennings? I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I didn't follow Jeopardy that much, so I feel like I'm out of the loop here. So, to give you, do, before we end this podcast, to give you a brief history, uh, previously on Jeopardy, they had a rule that you could only win. So, like, when someone wins, they can go to the next episode, right? But they had a rule where you could only win, like, X amount of episodes in a row. Like they had a rule where like, hey, you can't like this is the max amount of times you can come back and continue to win. They got rid of that rule. They were like, no. So we're, we're going to change it up, make it more interesting. If someone's good enough, they can just keep on winning. They got rid of the rule that there was a limit to how many times you could win Jeopardy. Okay. Shortly like after that. they changed that, 
this guy came on. He was Mormon. And he was a super smart dude. And I only know he was Mormon because everyone in the Mormon community, like I was still Mormon at the time before I left the mm-hmm. church. Everyone was like, oh, Ken Jennings. This this Mormon dude comes on and he just starts fucking cleaning house. Like he won, I, I forget how many episodes in a row he won, but like the dude just was unstoppable. The only topics he had trouble with that he had to like legit study up on were the topics relating to alcohol. <laughs> because he was mormon right like he's done interviews since then and he was like oh yeah so like i he's like i i had to like spend some time learning about like you know mixed drinks and the different types of drinks and alcohol and stuff he researched this i hope it was just Mm -hmm. a lot of drinking (laughs) of course Gotta get that hands-on experience hands-on experience but no like ken jennings is like the longest running champion of jeopardy ever of all times like look him up his name is you know ken jennings and he he's like touted as like one of the greatest jeopardy like the amount of knowledge that dude has is insane and it was really fun to watch him week after week after week just like shit on all the competition and just like 74 games yeah that's what I'm saying. What it wasn't well, like it wasn't like a few weeks. It was like for months. He, this guy was just dominating Jeopardy until he finally lost. And I feel like he may have finally just lost on purpose. I think he just got tired of it and he's like, I've got I've got millions of dollars now. I'm done. Yeah, like, I got total, shit to earnings, do, man. total earnings of three point two million. Yep. Yeah, Ken Jennings, like it. If so, eventually, she, uh, Lady Navio said that they've only dropped a couple seasons so far. But if they continue to drop more seasons, like I'm, I really hope that they drop the Ken Jennings time period because I would love to rewatch some of those episodes. Wanted to go home. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> It's like no more, no more Jeopardy for me. He went on to be on a bunch of other game shows just because he like his his fame that he garnered from being on Jeopardy made him kind of a a trivia celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. That. I don't know. I, I I found it fascinating, but that's my rant about Jeopardy. So it's on Netflix now. Hopefully they they release more seasons in the future. Even though Alex Trebek seems like kind of an asshole. <laughs> seems like a snarky dude but it has officially been two and a half hours oh wow yeah flies right by doesn't it (laughs) yeah it's always a it's always a surprise especially to guests when i'm like hey we've been talking for three hours yeah no i didn't i didn't feel like that yeah so Mm -hmm. larry is there anything else that you want to – now's your chance. You've got the spotlight. Yes. Anything you want to oh. plug, anything you want to say, anything you want to I mean, promote? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, my name is Larry. I'm, I'm a Twitch guy. I play games on Twitch. That's my thing. Um, and, yeah, you can check me out, Larry in real life, or Larry IRL on all the social media. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. James, anything, Not any really. final words, any final questions? No, nothing to plug this week. All right, man. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much, Larry. It, like literally this is, it was super last minute. I think it was like Sunday or oh, Monday. 
Mm-hmm. And we were just like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> and he was like, the fa- like a credit to you for being super gung-ho, for being willing to do it just like on the oh, fly, last I, minute. Like, I really appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. It's It's been fun. I've had a really great time. It was amazing. So thank you. I uh, I like oh, I like on. what yeah I like what you're doing and we may have to talk about some D and D stuff or uh, oh yeah we definitely. may have to have you back like as a as a reoccurring uh, <laughs> you, you might we'll have Sheaf's beef and and Larry's Larry's life lessons Larry's life lessons there it is yeah perfect right. we did it we're gonna make you it happen dude so uh, be prepared for more from Larry because <laughs> I like what you got going on man. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, thank you. you this is this has really been a joy. So this will go up probably on uh, on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We usually try and get it up by Thursday night, Friday morning. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah. go, yeah, go check him out. Twitch.tv forward slash Larry IRL. He's also that's on me. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube oh, as well, stuff. right? Uh, yeah, well, see, that's the thing, right? So... I'm just gonna quickly throw this in. I hope you don't mind. No, but YouTube. It's it bugs me, right? Because I try. I want to keep all my all my links uniform. Mm-hmm. But YouTube, please, if you get, if you could do anything, just subscribe to my YouTube because I have this stupid URL which is like the whole alphabet. And it's <laughs> yeah, kind you of can't impossible. change it until you like reach a threshold. Yeah, it's impossible really to change annoying. until I reach that hundred threshold. I don't know what I'm on now, but please if you could do anything for me you don't even have to watch it just please subscribe to my youtube um but yeah all all my social media i've got all the links everywhere it's fine so you can just search it google me well hey when when we post this video on youtube we usually put all the links in the description so we'll make sure we'll make sure we uh we get people to the right place if you're interested in what larry's doing you want to check him out um we will have the links for you Thank you. Thank you, man. Have a good night, everyone. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to go the Uncle Joe show, one of our one of our favorite friends to raid on Wednesday night. He is oh, live yes. right now, so we're going to go check out some Uncle Joe show. Larry, if you want to stick around and chat for a second uh, yeah. after the podcast ends, we'll do some a couple quick pictures for the uh, for the promotional stuff. And uh, hope you guys have a good night. Thank you for mm-hmm. being here. And, uh, Thanks everybody for stopping by. Yeah, we'll have more to come. I have a really uh, we got some guests lined up in the next few weeks, and I'm super excited about it. So, good night, everyone, and farewell. <laughs>